What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with a king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Welcome to Fitness Disrupted, a production of iHeartRadio. I am Tom Holland, and this is Fitness Disrupted. Listener mailbag number four. So this is my fourth show where I answer questions that you have given me through Twitter, through website, fitnessdisrupted.com, through Instagram, so many ways, by the way, I didn't realize all the different ways people could message you a while back. Like the first time I realized that Instagram had messages, it was uh, it was pretty full. So, so many ways you all have reached out with questions and thank you for them. And so here's another show where I answer them. I think, let's see, seven great questions I'm going to answer. And I also want to say, by the way, this is my 150th Fitness Disrupted show. So thank you so much to iHeartRadio for giving me the opportunity. This is actually my third kind of foray into this medium. I did two radio shows in the past, more traditional radio, and now it's about podcasts. So I love this medium, yet another way for me to reach out, connect, and, you know, the books and the videos and all that kind of stuff over the years have been amazing, but this is yet another unique way. So I love the opportunity and ability to do this. So thank you to all you have who have listened. Uh, and I hope to be doing it for a long time to come. Yeah. And so just great questions. And, you know, I say so frequently, there are no dumb questions when it comes to fitness, when it comes to nutrition, because there is so much misinformation and the ability for 
all of that misinformation to get spread really quickly and really far is a huge part of the problem. And that's unique. You know, when I first started in the industry, you didn't have the social media and the ability to A, be a expert, regardless of your credentials, just because you had a huge following. And then the ability to to really, you know, reach a lot of people and not always with the, the right message. So uh, it's we're, we're in unique times and it's a double edged sword. It's the greatest thing ever. And it's a challenging thing as well, because you got to be careful what you listen to and what information you take in. And that's what this show's about. And that's what my entire career is about. So we're going to get right to it. Let's take a quick break. And when we come back, listener mailbag number four. And by the way, I answer them all. So if you reach out and you ask a question, you're going to hear it. All right. So when we come back, your most recent questions answered. We'll be right back. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with a king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cashback on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. This is Fitness Disrupted. I am Tom Holland, and this is listener mailbag number four, the fourth show where I answer questions that you have posed to me through the website, social media, whatever way you've reached out. So let's get right to it. Phenomenal question to start us off. I'm going to read it verbatim. I have a question I don't think I've heard on the podcast yet. 
is it okay to have a net zero or net or negative calorie day? I regularly run half marathons and my distance is increasing. I refuel, but I'm just not that hungry afterwards. Is it detrimental? So as they say on TV, a lot to unpack here, (laughs) which I find annoying. So I won't say it, but there is a little bit going on here. So first of all, people I'm sure are still confused. What is a net zero or negative calorie day? So I did the show on your metabolic rate, thermic effect of food, all that kind of stuff went a little bit deeper into the kind of your metabolism and what that's all about. But basically what the question here is, if you consume, let me just give you round numbers, 2000 calories a day and you burn 2300 through your metabolism and through exercise combination of all of those things, then you would be in a negative calorie day, right? 300 calories over. A net zero would be you're even, right? Your caloric intake is equal to your output. And so you're not gaining weight, you're not losing weight. Most people are in a positive state where they're always a couple hundred calories over or or somewhere around there, and that's how you gain weight slowly over time. And that's why you'll read these kind of depressing but great simple math articles about if you gain, you know, if you take in rather 100 extra calories a day over time, you know, what that equates to. And this is where it comes down to simple math. I am constantly reminding you of that. And there are so many bad articles and shows that try to make it more complicated than it is when it comes to pure weight loss. It's energy. Energy is neither created nor destroyed. It merely changes forms. Okay, so yes, there are healthier calories, but when it comes to losing weight, this question gets right to it. Negative calories or or net zero calories. So what she is saying or asking is that, so she's expending a lot of energy. And I did a show, which she is referencing, on refueling and how important it is to refuel after your workouts, especially if you are doing multiple workouts. And the short answer is, let me just get the right, uh, is it detrimental? No, it's not detrimental. So in other words, of course, you can be net negative calorie or net zero. That's how you're losing weight. But what I would qualify that by saying is, you can take in, you can refuel after a workout without making it the exact amount you burned, right? So if this person is training for a half marathon and she runs eight miles, the math is it's about 100 miles or I'm sorry, 100 calories per mile, roughly the caloric expenditure, right? So if you run eight miles, it's 800 calories. So refueling after with 400 calories is a great idea, right? So she would still be 400 calories up, right? She still got 400 calories in the bank. Now, you get a little trickier when you take in metabolism and everything like that. So if this person was always 100 calories, burned 100 calories more per day than she took in, totally fine. Would be losing a tiny bit of weight over a long period of time. So the answer is absolutely not. It's not detrimental. Now, you want to be careful that you don't lose too much weight. And this is why weight is not the be-all, end-all. We want to be healthy. Right. So one other final point with refueling is that refueling could be one of your meals. Right. So even though we call it refueling, you are going to eat anyway. Right. So it's a timing issue. But 
the short answer to this question is no, it's not detrimental. It's not detrimental. You want to be healthy. You want to make sure that you have the energy for your next workouts. So if you run six miles, you burn 600 calories roughly. And if you took in 250 calorie, you know, that could be a bar. That could be a piece of fruit with a little protein. It does come down to math. And this is what I love about exercise. And, and when you really study it, it's, it's not as complicated as so many people want to make it seem because it makes them sound smarter. It makes them sound smart and it sells books, but it doesn't get you the results you want. And I recently shared on Facebook, it was going around a, a shake from a certain fast food place that is 2,600 calories. So using the math, here's how it gets somewhat depressing, but it's just simple math to burn off that one shake. And I know 2,600 calories, that's a marathon, people. That's a marathon. Yes, of course, you can have a net caloric deficit per day. You just want to make sure you feel good and you're fueling your workouts. And again, I, I wouldn't be a thousand calories under every day, especially if you're relatively fit, then you're going to be overtrained. Then you're not going to be fueled up enough. And listen, there are a lot of fitness people who need to, um, let me be diplomatic here, uh, you know, uh, make sure that they're getting in enough. There are eating issues, to be totally honest, is, you know, uh, not a secret with many in the fitness industry. So you want to fuel your body. You want to eat healthy foods and to make sure you feel good. But to make that short answer <laughs> longer, one final time, no, you can absolutely. And this person even said they refuel, but they're not that hungry afterwards. So absolutely perfect. You're doing it perfectly. There you go. Short answer got a little longer. And by the way, for those of you listening to your first listener mailbag show, my answers are generally shorter, and the way I describe this show is it's as if I were at a cocktail party or something and people were asking me questions as they normally do. I'm not going to get deep into the science uh, on a show like this. I'm going to give you the quick answer. You know, you want my, you know, 60-second uh, or four-minute answer. Uh, that's what this show's about. All right, number two, and thank you for that great question, and keep doing what you're doing. You're doing a great job. Number two, I've been doing your 10-minute arm workout this week, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. I love how short it is. Uh, makes it easier to make myself do it. I'm using the five-pound dumbbells I already have. The shoulders and biceps are work, but there's no question I can do it. The triceps, as expected, are harder. I can get all the reps in, but just barely. The question is, am I supposed to hurt after a workout? So we're going to remember that question because there's a couple in this uh there are a couple of questions within this question. Uh, I usually do, but not after this. Makes me wonder if I should be switching to a higher weight, even if it means I won't get all the tricep reps in. It takes a bit more than the whole 10 minutes to complete, so I feel like I'm moving slowly enough. All right, so I gave a 10-minute workout for your arms where you kept the same weight. And that's challenging. You have to find the right weight that is challenging for shoulders, biceps, and triceps. Now, Certain people, they, they need more variation. They need to go heavier for certain body parts, but not always, right? You can, it's been my experience, and I do it myself. I do it myself where I find one weight that is challenging, and I slow the reps down, as she talked about, but I don't have to switch the weights. So I do a shoulder press. I can do, let me look back. What was this one? It was, yeah, shoulder, biceps, triceps. And it's quick and it's efficient and it's effective, I should say. So bicep curls, shoulder presses, tricep kickbacks. Of course, you can 
you know, vary the weights around and you should, but this is yet another tool in your arsenal. And for people who, you know, want to get a great workout in a short amount of time, want some variation, this is one of those workouts to add to your repertoire. So her question was, first of all, is she supposed to hurt after a workout? No, you're not always going to hurt. You're not always going to hurt. And bad trainers will say the opposite. You know, they will push you hard every single time. And you know, you are breaking your muscle tissue down during a workout. And, you know, you, the heavier you go, you increase your chance of injury. So there is a safety issue with going too heavy, too frequently, doing exercises too fast with poor form. So, no, short answer is no, you don't have to hurt after a workout. Being a little bit sore is a good idea, but your body gets used to that workout, which is yet another reason why you should switch it around. So having this additional workout as I said, in your toolbox is just a great way to add variation to your routine. And so she also, though, asks, makes me wonder if she should be switching to a higher weight, even if it means she won't get all the tricep repetitions in. Great question. So in other words, she could go higher and the shoulders and the biceps, she's going to feel it a little bit more, but she won't get all the triceps repetitions in. So again, this is a kind of a specific question because it's to a specific workout. But there's a lot that you can learn from this. So if you are doing a workout like this, I would give you a range of repetitions from 8 to 15. Okay? So because you are using the same weight, her question is so perfect, she, yes, could go a little higher now. And she may get 15 repetitions of the shoulders. All right, let's, let me go back a little bit. She may get 15 of the biceps. She may get 12 of the shoulders and she may get nine or 10 of the triceps. And that's totally fine. It's actually good, yet more variation, right? So picking one weight where you do shoulders, shoulder presses, bicep curls, tricep kickbacks. And generally for most people, the triceps are going to be the harder one, the smaller muscle group. You're going to shoulder press more. You're going to do more with your biceps triceps are generally going to be the weakest out of the three for most people. So if you chose one weight, as I did, gave you during this workout, and you went heavier, then you are going to keep the repetitions between 8 and 15. So you are going to build muscle. You are going to get stronger within that rep range. Once you go above 15, you're now getting into more of the endurance capabilities of the muscle group and a little light to achieve the goals we want. And when you go under eight, still do it. You're still going to get, you know, strength for sure. But for many people, that's too heavy, especially when you're doing nonstop a workout like this 10 minutes is. Okay, so awesome question. So much there. Eight to 15 repetitions. You can always stay right within that range. The most important thing, and I've been saying this line for 30 years, and I will continue to, is that your last few repetitions are difficult without losing form. Your last few repetitions are difficult without losing form. Once it's easy, it's time to change the weight. Once you can do 20 repetitions of an exercise when, again, the goal is strength and, you know, within the science that's out there now, 10 to 15 repetitions, I'm still there. Those of you who are going for maximum strength, you're going to do fewer reps and higher weight. Uh, but for the vast majority of people who are listening to the show, who want to look good, feel better, build some strength, fix some, you know, imbalances and have the highest quality of life, that works. 10 to 15 repetitions. And I will drop it to eight. And 
that will work. So great question. Love it. Yes, you can go up. And yes, you can do fewer repetitions with triceps. So again, you may do three sets of 15 biceps. You may do three sets of 12 uh, shoulder presses. And you may do three sets of 9 to 10 um, uh, tricep kickbacks. And your third set, if you're doing three sets of an exercise, could always be a few repetitions fewer as long as you're still using good form. So you may get 12 reps on set number two of an exercise, and you may get 10 of set number three. You know what that shows you? You're using challenging weights. If you can bang out three sets of 15 with no problem, weight's probably too light. Weight's probably too light. Awesome question. Love these questions. Number three, I agree that the fitness machines are way off on calorie burn. What's your view on the Apple Watch or a Garmin uh, puller with a chest strap for accuracy? Awesome question. So confusing to so many of you. And I always feel really bad <laughs> when I have a friend who will say, oh, Tom, I just had this awesome workout, 30 minutes, and I burned 800 calories. And I'm like, no, you didn't. <sighs> you just, you didn't. Let's go back to running. It's, this is the simplest benchmark that you should pretty much go by. Most people find running difficult. Many people, right? Because it's body weight. It's challenging. There's high impact forces, ground reaction forces, you know, three times at least your body weight as you get moving. It's challenging. It also burns a heck of a lot of calories. But so many people don't run because it's challenging. So if we go back, this is great just for you to put in your memory bank. If you go back to, you burn about 100 calories per mile. And many people are, you know, nine to 10 minute miles is pretty in the middle, right? You can be plus or minus depending on, you know, if you're a runner or not. So six, you know, 10 minute miles, six miles in an hour, 600 calories. That's a good hour. So think about that. If you ran nonstop and you're running 10 minute miles, you're going to burn around 600 calories per hour. So when you're doing a workout that has rest breaks, and even if you're doing intervals, and most people, unfortunately, aren't really getting into the higher ends of intervals, formulas are off for heart rate zones and things like that, but 600 calories in an hour is really, really good. And that's evidenced by running six miles at 10-minute miles is what's going to happen in an hour. So use that as your benchmark. If your watch is telling you you burn 900 calories in even an hour or less than an hour. Chances are really, really, really slim that that happened. But it's not just about those calories. And, you know, I will constantly go back to that. So, but they say, this question is, Apple Watch or Garmin Polar with a chest strap. What I have found personally, wrist-based heart rate. So you're wearing, like, I have the Garmin watch that has wrist-based Heart rate. In other words, it is taking your heart rate from the wrist and it's doing this using lights and different things like that. I don't want to get into that right now. I have found it to be so highly inaccurate for someone like me. It is accurate for resting. If you're sleeping, awesome. Once I start exercising, it's not even close. And that's for Garmin. And that's for I've a couple other wrist-based heart rate sensors and they're high end. Still don't find them accurate. Still don't find them accurate. So chest strap, yes, is going to be more accurate, but just go back to that 600 calories. And if weight, this is, this is tough, but if weight loss is your goal and 
you see on your elliptical that it tells you that you burned 600 calories in an hour, which on an elliptical, let's just be, use common sense. If you're supported and it's not as challenging as running six miles in an hour, do you really think you're going to burn 600 calories in an hour on an elliptical? And I know many of you are seeing that and you're seeing higher numbers. The equations are extrapolated out for many different people. If you're not putting in your metrics, it's going to be even more uh, inaccurate. And even putting in those metrics, these formulas are far from perfect. So my advice is cut the number in half. You go, oh my God, why would I? Because then you're going to definitely see results. So in other words, if it tells you you burned 600, assume three. Be proud of the workout you just did because it's about heart health and so much more. Don't be, you know, so attached to those calories. This is one a huge disservice that the industry has done to you and to everyone is that you're so fixated on those numbers. And then when you don't see results or the results you expect, you get depressed and you shouldn't because the numbers aren't accurate. You're using bad information. But, but again, I digress. Does, is the Apple Watch better? They're a little better is the short answer. Do I find them completely accurate? No. No. And truthfully, I would love for the vast majority of you to get away from calories at some point, not right away. And I get it with weight loss. You want to weigh yourself. You want to look, you want to track. You got to measure it to change it. I get it. I have not looked at calories burned or cared about it in as long as I can remember now. I care. Did I get the workout in? Was I consistent? Am I injury free? Was, you know, if I want to do a five-mile run or a, an hour-long bike ride, I don't care what that calorie number is. And I know that it sounds like it's not helpful to many of you, but you can get there. Because as long as you're going out and getting that run in and getting that bike in and starting to adopt the, the eating advice I, I give you, you're going to change. But the short answer is, <laughs> these are long short answers. <laughs> yes, I find them a little more accurate, Apple Watch and Garmin. Um, but I don't find them 100% personally. And that's anecdotal. That's friends and clients and even, you know, seeing uh, some of the numbers that people post as well. So yes, more accurate, but not perfect. All right. Uh, let's do one more quick break. One more quick break. And then we have one, two, three more, or four more great questions. One more break. We'll be right back. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to $1,500 again sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in Ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park that's 1-800-GAMBLER this is it your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. 
When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global. Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cash back on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. You know what I love about your questions is they're, they're all over the place. In other words, they, they touch on everything. They're so helpful. So please do not hesitate to reach out. You know, sometimes it may take me a little while to, to get it in there. I'm still figuring out where messages are and I get uh, many, but don't, don't hesitate because it's so helpful to so many people and, and just the way they're worded and the fact that there are questions within the questions, super helpful for everybody. So for those of you who have listened to prior shows, when I talk about eating and books, this will come as no surprise, but uh, I'm going to give it again. So the question is, if you could recommend one book of general nutrition, good foods versus bad, the right kind of diet to eat for maximal health for real beginners, not presuming prior knowledge, what would it be? Awesome question. Awesome question. And it is The Blue Zones. Because The Blue Zones book takes everything that I talk about, that I try to incorporate, that I do incorporate into this show in one book. So there's science in there, but what it is, for those of you who haven't heard me talk about it ad nauseum in prior shows, it is a book where they look at certain places in the world where people are ridiculously healthy and live ridiculously long lives. And they're a handful, and it's such a great read, and it, and it covers everything this person asked for. Good food versus bad, the right kind of diet to eat for maximal health. What is... What is you know, I talk about we look at the science and we look at, you know, the studies and all the different research, but there's snapshots and there's bias and there are flaws. And we try to figure those out and talk about them when we see them. But I always talk about like when I started my career, I looked at the small handful of people that had achieved things that I wanted to, and I did what they did. And so why would that, <laughs> that not translate to living a really long life and eating the foods and the way people who live really long do. And the amazing thing about this book is there are a bunch of different regions in the world. And so what the book does is say, what do they have in common? That to me is gold. It's gold. And there are a handful of things. I have to do a show just on this. I can't believe I haven't. 
I've talked about many of the things that this, the people do and in common when it comes to eating. And then it goes beyond that with exercise and social connections and things like that. So the Blue Zones, and there's a whole bunch of books off of that. There's a Blue Zones cookbook and things like that. But this totally fulfills the question, the simplicity that this person is asking for. So there's studies in there, and the, um, the writer will reference the studies when need be, but it's not, it's not super scientific at all. It's really well written. It's fun to hear about. You know, I just love, they'll say, they went to this certain region of the world, and they were told that someone is there who is 107 years old, and the researcher will go to this farm and see this person who looks to be about 60 and ask where so-and-so lives, and the person will say, well, that's me. And they look 60 and they're 107. But what this book also does is it shoots down so many of the fad diets that try to make it complicated. And what I also love, if I may say so, and I will, it goes to the topic, the, the term I came up with called excessive moderation. They drink wine. I'm going to give away a little bit. They eat carbohydrates. They don't cut foods out. They have meat, but not a lot. More plant-based, but some meat. Excessive moderation. So there you go, the blue zones. <laughs> uh, I love it. Uh, number five, can you address cold showers on a show? I love this question uh, for several reasons. Good for you or not? I've heard they help with recovery, though you've said before not to use ice. I love it. The person's listened to other shows. And that's a great one, by the way. Lindsay Berra, the granddaughter of Yogi Berra. We did a great show on cryotherapy. Will surprise many of you if you haven't heard that one yet. But they, let me back up a little because I don't want you to. I've heard they help with recovery, general alertness, and more. I've also heard they have cardiovascular risks. This person is very well-versed uh, in the exercise science. I love it. Yes. So there are cardiovascular risks. So let me back up a little bit. was fortunate many years ago to interview an incredible writer, Gene Stone. He has co-authored or authored some, uh, most, uh, many of the top books on nutrition, uh, especially plant-based, just uh, incredible writer. I actually interviewed him for Men's Health, was doing a whole video series for them, and met him in New York. Incredible. He wrote a book called, let me get this right, uh, Secrets of People Who Don't Get Sick. Another fun book to read, by the way. Real, just each chapter is another tip. And one is cold showers. Now, I always have to talk about what I will do. I can't stand cold showers. I'm not taking a cold shower. <laughs> I, I, I can't do it. I want a hot shower. Cold shower to me is like torture. You know, years ago, people were like, you would have made a great Navy SEAL. Not a chance. A, I don't like to swim. B, I don't like cold water. Not a good <laughs> combination for Navy SEALs. So, whole chapter he has on secrets of people who don't get sick, and it's on showers, cold showers. First, though, yes, cardiovascular risks are there because basically if you take, you know, a, a cold shower, you have a sudden exposure to really cold water, which does what? It constricts your blood vessels. You're going to start breathing heavily, quickly. Your heart rate's going to go up, blood pressure as well, potentially. So that's not good. Not for people who have cardiovascular disease or are at risk for stroke or heart attack. So know that. So I love that the, this person knew that. But for those of you who don't have that, in the book, Secrets of People Who Don't Get Sick, Gene Stone talks about and discusses several small European studies that have found benefits, including immunity. And that's one of the major ones is immunity. 
And really quickly, one of my beliefs, anecdotally, topic for another day, but, you know, I often go out without a jacket on. I like being cold a little bit. I don't like being perfectly warm all the time. And I believe this goes to evolution and that being in air conditioning all the time and being in the heat and having perfect conditions all the time, that's not going to help our immunity. That's not going to help our immune systems, I should say, get stronger. And of course, we want to be comfortable, but I believe it's the same or similar to challenging your muscles, challenging your mind, challenging your immune systems. So I think there's definitely something to it. Um, and I'll do a separate show on it. But yes, for mental alertness, <laughs> let's be honest, you get in a cold shower first thing in the morning, it's going to wake you up. It's going to wake you up. So when it comes to something like this, if you can do it and you enjoy it and you don't have cardiovascular disease, there are studies that say cognitive benefits, uh, immunity benefits. Uh, I'm not doing it. <laughs> I'm not. I, 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 I could not love my hot shower anymore. All right. So there you go. Yes. The short answer is potentially good for you. Be careful. Um, and listen, if it's just the placebo effect as well. Um, but if you want the take on icing and injury and recovery, listen to that show I did with Lindsay Barra. She's amazing. And part of the thing is, yes, it makes you feel better in the short term, but it may delay recovery. It may delay recovery. Uh, studies show it does delay recovery. So many people do it. Athletes short term, that gets them back on the field, gets them feeling good. But what is it doing? And again, not only delays recovery, it may impede uh, your results of the workout. So interesting, interesting, interesting. Number six, how do we take care with re-entering gyms as restrictions lift around the country? My perspective on what to be aware of. It's a tricky one. I'm back in the gym. I work out at home. I work out outside. And I go to the gym generally when my kids are there for hockey. It's a big complex. I'm going to maximize my time. And while they are exercising themselves, I'm going to do it as well. And by the way, I've talked about this. You parents, if your kid's playing soccer, if your kid's skating on the, you know, playing hockey, you don't need to stand and watch. You could actually go do something healthy, go for a walk, work out at the gym if there's one there. I oftentimes will, you know, we travel for these sports oftentimes. I'll find a local gym and work out there, or I will bring clothes and go for a run I am nutty enough that I even have a portable shower because I sweat a lot that I bring in the truck so I can, if I have to, during summer months especially. So, so what does that have to do with re-entering gyms? If you have any pre-existing conditions, I would say absolutely stay out. Be smart. I don't believe, personally, uh, listen, we, there's not a lot of hard and fast information. It's constantly changing with this pandemic. So err on the side of caution. I happen to think that I have a really strong immune system. I grew up with five brothers and I joke, one toothbrush, not true, but puts it in perspective. But I'm not convinced these gyms can keep it as clean as possible. I don't know if it's transmitted through, you know, surfaces yet. You know, they, they go back and forth. So there's like five people at my enormously cavernous gym right now. So if you have any of those risk factors that are, you know, not great, if you caught COVID, if you're older, if you have excess weight, if you have uh, respiratory issues, stay the heck out of the gym, at least for right now, as you know, when the show airs, till we know more about it. Work out at home. Never better time. Work out outside. Go for the walks. Go for the bike rides. 
do those, you know, Zoom workouts. The, the, the options today are phenomenal to stay out of the gym. So I would say err on the side of caution, be safe. But if you're someone like me and you believe that you're immune, as I say this, it, it sounds, you know, risky, but um, I go. I don't ever want to not tell you what I do. So I'm back in and I spray down, you know, the machine afterwards and they're cleaning like crazy. But yeah, I'll leave it at that. All right. Number seven, final question. This is a great one, too. So often comes up. I'd like your take on the plateau effect of initial weight loss. And this person says of, say, six months of steady workouts. Obviously, we reach the point where uh, muscle gain tips the scale. So what they're talking about is that nonlinear progression of weight loss. Weight loss, it's, it's not only nonlinear. In other words, you don't see that number go down all the time. It's not this downhill line. There's spikes and there are peaks and there are valleys. And then there's the horizontal line where you plateau. And that plateau is what the show's all about. Also, it's helping you keep those changes coming. But I have to say, you know, I'm 51. Am I ever going to be the weight I was when, I'm, when I was 21 or 31? I could get there, but the lifestyle I would have to lead, I don't want to. And I'll have to. I want to be healthy. And I'm not stuck on that number. So first and foremost, I want you all to throw away your preconceived number that you've just arbitrarily pulled out and said, this is the way I want to be. And unfortunately, it's, it's even more common quite often with women. And it just really, really takes away from all the benefits of exercise. But to address the plateau... You need to constantly change stuff up. Your body adapts, right? I talk about that in so many prior shows as well. Your, our bodies are super smart machines. And they get used to whatever exercise we do. And what I talk about is you get better at the exercise. So if you start running three miles every other day, at a certain point in time, you have lost a couple pounds, most likely, and your body is better at running. You are burning fewer calories because your body has become more efficient at doing. And that goes for running and spinning and whatever. You get better at it. You get stronger. You burn fewer calories. Yet another reason to mix up your routine. And you also have to give it time. Now, this person's saying six months of steady workouts. I would hope after six months, I would say eight weeks, 10 weeks for many people, they're going to see that plateau. It's right when most people quit a gym or quit workouts, right? Or working out right when they're about to see that plateau go away. You see that initial weight loss, the initial strength gains, and then you get that plateau. A huge part of the plateau is not giving up. If you have significant or, you know, a moderate amount of weight to lose and you hit that plateau before you've done it, you stick with it, you change up your routine, you keep eating healthy 80% of the time, not 100 and it will happen. The major reason people, two reasons, fail to break through that plateau is they quit or they fail to change what they're doing. It's those two things. Because yes, our bodies are super smart machines, but as I started the whole show by talking about, energy is energy. Caloric deficit. If you eat healthy and you, you get into that negative, negative daily caloric intake, a couple hundred calories under, you're going to see change. If you strength train, our metabolism slow down as we get older because you're losing muscle. 
if you strength train, if you take inadequate amounts of protein, you keep that metabolism up. That is why strength training is so crucial to weight loss. One of the reasons of many. This is the longest short answer show I've done. Uh, all right, that's enough. That's enough. So yes, the initial plateau effect, it's going to happen for everyone, myself included. And the, the most important thing is you don't quit. And then switching stuff up, not only for the physical, but the mental reasons. You get bored after six months of probably doing pretty close to the same workouts. Your body says, I'm used to it. Your brain says, I'm bored with it. Change it up. Do something totally different. And that plateau will go away. All right. I love these shows. Thank you so much for reaching out with these questions. And if you have questions, as many of you do, Tom H. Fit is my Instagram. Tom H. Fit is also my Twitter and fitnessdisrupted.com. Many people email me right through the site. And thank you for that. Subscribe to the show. Tell your friends and rate the show. We need to rate the show. That takes like a second. All right. Again, thank you so much for listening. Show number 150. I take nothing for granted. I love my job. I want you to see results. And that's why I do what I do. And there's nothing more fulfilling than hearing from you after you've read a book or, you know, uh, done some videos, listened to the show or all of the above. And you've seen change. And I promise you, you will. I promise you, you can't not. You can't not. You just have to give it time. Slowly implement what I give you over time, find what works for you, and you will see amazing change. And remember, I said it earlier, there are three things we control. How much we move, what we put into our mouths. Actually, I didn't say it earlier. You know when I said it? <laughs> I gave a workout this morning, a live workout. Oh my gosh, yes, I, I need to get a workout in myself. Uh, well, I said it earlier, just not to you. There are three things we control. This is super important. How much we move, what we put into our mouths, and our attitudes. No one takes that away from us. I choose how much I move. I choose what I put into my mouth. And then I choose how I react to certain situations. Stress is a choice. And if that stresses you out, you need to listen to my show. That stress is a choice. <laughs> Thank you for listening. I am Tom Holland. This is Fitness Disrupted. Believe in yourself. Fitness Disrupted is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors 
has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. 